0: Right, Daniel, going to talk about the World Cup. I guess we're into the knockout st- I guess we are into the knockout stages. It's not been that good so far. I thought the group games were overall pretty high quality, apart from a couple. Knockout, not so good, except for Brazil. That that was fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is the problem, it, 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 it happens, and we could see it coming. It's like in 2002 World Cup, if you're losing teams like Germany at the group stages... It me and Uruguay. It means you're going to have some crap teams, probably. You've played well in the groups, but then beating someone serious in the knockouts is a very different matter. And it felt like you could look at all of these ties and think, "This is what I. These are the teams that I think are going to go through." I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not a great gambler. but One way or another, I've picked all the winners so
0: far. Well, South Korea weren't very good in the group stages, and they they benefited from. Uh, Portugal changing out basically the whole 11 except for Ronaldo who must never be dropped ever and just a tight group as well and a tight group The so Uruguay
1: thought like Uruguay thought they'd be alright with a, with, a, with a nil-nil against South Korea
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so Brazil were kind of fun, at least in the goals. And uh, I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it pissing off Roy Keane and Graham Souness. Roy Keane, who has become Graham Souness slowly over time. They've merged into one grumpy old man. It's cool to see the players
1: enjoying it. The Brazil players, possibly under more pressure than any other team, they're expected to win in a way that nobody else is. And also they're good. Like their squad might be the strongest squad that anyone's ever had.
0: Yeah. The interesting thing with this game is that they were actually a bit more open than some of the games. And they gave up more shots in this game than they had in their three group games combined. But obviously, they were just way too good. And like the game state, you you kind of have to take into consideration there. And the fact that Korea actually tried to attack and got punished for it every time. The, The rest of the knockout games have been... Pretty dreadful. I mean, Argentina-Australia, I, ca- I kind of enjoyed just because it looked, almost looked like a very unlikely comeback at the end. Of- it, wasn't, it wasn't a dreadful game, that, but it wasn't compelling.
1: England-Senegal was good. England-Senegal was good for an hour.
0: It got good eventually. I mean, I can't help but feel, and this is like broken record time, that like England are super, super over, necessar- over cautious, unnecessarily cautious sometimes, right? In this game, they were clearly superior, but they just they wait to establish their dominance, took advantage of a transition, scored the goal, and it was never in doubt. So I, I guess I shouldn't like complain about something like deploying kind of conservative tactics, but I think they're nice getting better. I know.
1: I think I, do, I think they're getting better. They are getting a bit more adventurous. And I think he's probably found the right balance now. I mean, I was one of the people who was saying you should have Bellingham in there and an attacker. But the more I think about it, the more if England has... I mean, picking Bellingham, he should have picked Bellingham ages ago. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't defend him for spending as long as he did not picking Bellingham. But I understand why you might go Rice, Bellingham and Henderson or Rice, Bellingham and Phillips. Because if the alternative is Mount, I don't think Mount is going to give you enough so to say that you should get Mount in. If, if you're going to play Foden there, and that was Foden's regular position, then I might think, well, that this guy is going to be one of the best players in the world. So play him there, and then the ball will stay down the other end enough. But I don't think Mount is good enough to sacrifice the physical power, the solidity. And if you do get Phillips in, like playing 90 minutes against Phillips, Bellingham and Rice... That is a massive physical challenge because they are three big bastards that are going to really make it very, very difficult and they can play. So I wonder if that is maybe England's best midfield. And it seems like that is
0: probably their best balance for this tournament. Right. And I think it's that question of balance that I find sometimes frustrating. Like This is an England side that's got more talent than any in my lifetime, I think. Especially in attacking areas. I mean, there's, there's a question mark over um, over the central defenders, obviously. Um, even though Harry Maguire has been half decent in this competition. there's not right a question so mark. They're crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to Mappe versus Maguire in a foot race. And let's, let's see. What does he have to give him? As opposed to a flying race. <laughs> yeah. It's anyway like so. The frustration sometimes I feel is like the balance. I mean Henderson. Henderson, his you know his capacity for running isn't quite the same, and we'll see. Like he will play. I'm sure he'll. Well, actually, we can get onto this because I think there's a trade-off to be made between back four, back five, and three in midfield, uh, unless. Unless he goes to two up front, which he's never done, right? So I would be a big surprised. He made there about whether Henson stays in the team or whether they bring in a third central defender. I would be pretty surprised if because if they went got another defender in, because they found the way it's working.
1: And if you've suddenly got Rice and Bellingham and they've got three, then you're effectively saying that we're gonna try and defend deep and score on the counter. And I think that the way England are playing yeah, we're way England are playing, they're trying actually to try and be a bit more dominant, especially in if if you've got Bellingham, Rice and Phillips or or Henderson, I guess you're right, it'll be Henderson, and Kane dropping in, then actually you're in a position because France aren't that good, or at least most and they're without quite a lot of players, you're starting to think why shouldn't Rice, Henderson and Bellingham dominate Rabiot, Griezmann and Churmany, who are good players but they're not,
0: like, they're not any of them better than
1: Kante. Or, no. And, no. Or, I, I, or, I guess, guess the question it. is,
0: like, do because do, Griezmann's been pretty influential, I think, with the, this French side. I mean He's the, the guy who seems to knit the attack in the, the midfield, playing in a different position. And, and do they feel like Rice is going to spend a lot of time covering him, in which case Bellingham's going to have to cover a lot of ground? Um,
1: and you're not getting what Bellingham
0: can do with the ball
1: at that point. I'd be I, obviously you, in an ideal world, you would indeed have a right back, a right centre back, and a right wing back on Mbappe because if he does, it's it's likely to be him that does any damage that there is. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't sacrifice the midfield for it because I think this is maybe the first time that I feel like England are in a position to take on France as equals and say, actually, England good enough to dominate France now. And I didn't think that was the case previously. I thought that England always had a punches chance against France because of the players that they've got, the attackers who can make a goal out of nothing or
0: out something. But I, I would be surprised. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the key trade-off, basically. Three at the back with Walker to cover Mappe or three in midfield, and uh, each of them... Poses and, their risks and 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 it's kind of it might be like historical scars from England's failing, but I can't help feel like my my, my if I was betting that Southgate will go with it, what he sees as a more defensive option um, because that's what he's tended to do in these big knockout games. But it, it you might be right that. Uh, but if Elegan you look at of a higher quality and allows him to play in a different way now.
1: If I look at the knockout games in my lifetime where England have competed well, there was Hoddle in '98 where they played 3-5-2 because you had to have another man in midfield. Euro 2004, they ultimately got passed out of it because they played 4-4-2. Southgate played played in the big games, he played 3-5-2. And I don't think particularly that it was the three at the back. I, I'm not into three at the back generally as a formation, but it's those three players in midfield. Euro 96, Venables played 3-5-2. And if, the, the, the more defensive formation, I think, is playing and is having an extra man in midfield because it means that you'll have more of the ball. So you're keeping the ball away. And if Rhys James was fit and you would have Rhys James and Walker, then between those two, you might think, well, actually that might be a trade off that's worth making because those, those are two brilliant players who are strong and fast and clever and skillful. But if it's Trippy or Alexander
0: Arnold, Alexander-Arnold's giving you bugger all defensively and Trippier's not gi- not giving you enough I don't the interesting the interesting match up anyway I mean it's the like, biggest test for for Southgate clearly because England generally have played nobody in the in the knockout games in his three tournaments until it really mattered Croatia uh, Croatia Italy and who knocks England out of the that's it Croatia and Italy
1: and even then if you, if you said you were offered that Italy team to win a major final and that Croatia team to get into a World Cup final, you'd say, thank you very much. That, that is, that's as near to a gift as you're getting. And I'm not saying they're crap teams, obviously. I mean, they're good teams. But it's, it's, it's a gift.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a gift. They're not Germany 1990 or 1996, are they? And in both cases, England went into their shell after, after taking a lead. Yeah, the, the error in that Croatia game
1: it felt like they just assumed the first half was going to be the same as the second half. And Croatia had shown and have shown they're a second-half team that takes they're, they're strangle you slowly. And yeah, not when your opponent, and it's a high-level game, if your opponent plays crap in the first half, assume they're going to play better in the second half because that's what usually happens. And if they don't, then good. But if they do, you've got to be ready for that.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think at one point during the England-Senegal first half, which was pretty dull, I mean, it got it got better i was like all right, england need to basball this because of course the england cricket team has uh, reinvented cricket by playing back-to-back one guandeas instead of a test match <laughs> which is great fun and and there's part of me thinks well just look at how many attacking players england have got wouldn't you know we should be playing like brazil 1970 and on the front foot but of course that's generally not how international and even yeah,
1: even brazil don't play like brazil 1970 anymore and i guess. The other thing, Southgate, I mean, I don't think he'll change it. Is if the wide, the wide attackers, and I felt like he got that one right as well because I think that the, the the three that aren't Sterling are in better form than Sterling, or that who wasn't getting picked, even though he wasn't available in the end. And I can see why he so, why he wants. So Saka, Saka plays on the right is the only one who probably whose best position is on the right. And I think Southgate probably likes the fact that he can play fullback. So, and I think he could play midfield as well, so that he can defend a bit. And then on the other side, what Foden gives you is he can keep the width, whereas Rashford would be looking to come inside and shoot. Foden is more likely to try and keep possession and can also, and, and almost as likely to score. And the other major difference, I think, is that Rashford's a great substitute. And I actually said that on Twitter, and Daniel Castle replied, saying since the start of 2021 for United, Rashford does 29 sub appearances, 12 goals and two assists. If, you, if you're getting to knock out a major tournaments, those, those are statistics that you would pay a lot of attention to, I think.
0: The, the only question I'd have was, Saka's in the team for defensive reasons. I mean, his attacking output's okay. His passing is, I would say, subpar, um, certainly compared to Grealish or Foden and even Mount. Intelligence is really high right for a for a young player his overall his his football intelligence is brilliant
1: now he's played a left back and the right and right wing and midfield at his age is incredible
0: the the question over Foden and Rashford I think comes down to the the I'm 100% sure he's going to pick Foden not for any like you know Red-tinted reasons or whatever. Just, um, I, I think that's the control. But the French fullbacks are probably the weakest part of their team. Right? I mean, you'd have a question over Rabio and Tushimeni, um in, in central midfield, but um, especially on the right-hand side, if, if they play Jules Kunde, who's who's quick but not super quick. Uh, he's certainly not adventurous, as and he's, as not really he's not really a right back. He's not really a right back, right? So. Uh, there's an opportunity for England to get two against one and overload in the full-back areas. Uh, and I think they'll be looking at that as a real opportunity. And, and Rashford would be more direct there. He I mean one in space rather than into feet. I guess also he has a partnership with Luke Shaw. He has a partnership with Luke Shaw, but sticking
1: Rashford on someone who's defended Foden for an hour is also quite helpful, I think. And what Foden will do is he'll stretch the pitch which will, in theory, give more space in behind Kunde because he's got a bigger area to defend. So, I mean, ultimately, Foden's a better player than Rashford as well. I love Rashford, but Phil Foden could be one of the best players in the world, and I don't think Rashford will ever be that.
0: Yeah, my uh, my temptation would be to say, like, if you want to be really bold, you move Foden, but it gives Bellingham more responsibility in the centre of the park. So, I, I would be—it's never, oh, it's not going to happen uh, because. Um, one, Foden doesn't play there very often, and two, Southgate has never played him there, I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's, I mean, it's not Foden's position, and as I said, I don't think that we, can, we could expect him to play it well enough for it to be worth sacrificing Bellingham's ability to get forward
0: and the defensive security, I think. But I mean, France on the you... other hand, they they really struggled against Poland for a while, and and the kind of low block that Poland, I mean, Poland had zero ambition in this game. Their their goal was to get to 120 minutes, or it's this World Cup, so 135 minutes with uh, with a nil nil on the scoreboard, I think, uh, and it is Mbappé that changed it with a a couple of brilliant finishes basically and that is the danger. I mean he's not only it's the speed, it's the he's also just a brilliant player. Yeah. Every one moment. I mean one I'm or not two sure moments he... will change the game.
1: I'm not sure he's getting that kind of space, the space that Poland afforded him, especially <laughs> for that one he swept high. I can't remember if it was the first or the second one. I don't think he's getting that against Ingrams.
0: That's but... the first. It's amazing. Not three Polish defenders there and they all kind of backed away from him and said, shoot. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, I mean he is I mean, yes, yeah, we can't really sit here and go, yeah, I think Mbappe's a really good player, Ed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like we we need to add some,
0: some level of the value. The problem is that, to add value to that, the, the problem is he's obviously, he's a, he's a brilliant finisher. He's a brilliant use of space. He can go on the outside or the inside, right? So if you're if you're the right back and he, he drifts over to the left, despite them playing sort of an, a fairly narrow formation. So if you're the full back and the... The center back there are you going to close him down and leave a space behind are you going to drop deep and allow to to drive on and shoot right and all of this is what like most yeah. teams are unable to cope with would you like a hoof in the balls or a heel to the solar plexus yeah well that's hey sticking the reducer in is is all perfectly valid what France don't have is is the like if you're comparing them to Brazil or something they don't have Neymar and Richarlison so they don't really have a mobile number nine I mean Giroud's and they they don't have as many options
1: off the bench also but i tell you who else i think is i've always loved dembele since the first time i saw him was when he played the united against united for dortmund he just signed for dortmund in a pre-season game and just he was electric and it's taken him a while to get to where he is now but i've seen him a few times for barcelona this season injuries i think he wasn't always the best trainer but he also He's got everything. If England spend too much time thinking about Mbappe and not enough time thinking about him, he is more than good enough to kill them. And what I like about him is he's that kind of rare breed of winger who is brilliant with the ball at his feet, but also dribbles well and crosses well. He's a proper winger. And England should pay some close attention to him as well because he is. it looks like he's blossoming into the player that it looked like he was going to be. And he has the talent to be an absolute superstar.
0: I, for sure, and and you wouldn't say that he was uh, right-footed or left-footed, so he can drive inside and shoot on the left, just as just as well as uh, go outside on the right. Uh, and uh, I mean, I can't think of another footballer uh, in in Europe who's as two-footed. Well, you'd say you'd say Mason Greenwood, but um, you know he'll be spending some time at Her Majesty's pleasure, so not him. Mbappe is also what I like about Mbappe is he actually has that Mason Greenwood thing, but
1: not in a not in an awful, and not in an awful horrific way, where he is also was the best player at every level, and the confidence he, that means he can take onto the pitch is so substantial and so far in excess of everyone else's it feels like because he never really had to doubt himself because he just always knew that he was going to make it because he was so good and so much better than everyone else. So there's that basic level of confidence that. Means that when it comes to big moments, you can be cold, and Mbappe has that, and he he expects this to be his World Cup, and also because they want to be they want to be on his team. That if, if it wasn't for him, they're not stupid. the chaos that
0: you see at PSG. Sometimes doesn't seem to translate into the the French camp at all. So, I mean, it probably because... probably. Deschamps' last World Cup, right? Or last tournament. I imagine he'll retire after this and Zidane takes over.
1: Well, yeah, he's after his, yeah, irre- the irrepressible genius of happening to be born in the same country as Kylian Mbappe. I, I just cannot be having Deschamps winning two World Cups in a row would just be an absolute, make an absolute mockery out of everything. I
0: mean, he's a, he is a football vandal. I mean, it's so much talent and uh, France are just so, so cautious. Even in this tournament, the people you I mean, he keep hearing the people on the telly saying they've been
1: the most impressive team, and I just I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing him being the best player, but I'm not really seeing them dominating teams and pulling them apart. I'm just seeing flashes of him. Although I thought Rabiot played quite well in the first game,
0: I, th- I mean actually I think he's been all right this tournament. Really, I, I, I mean it's it's a low bar because I never thought he was much good. Uh, yeah but he he's done alright and he wouldn't he wouldn't have played bar for injuries to pogba and kante uh, but it's they've got a you know a reasonable base in there they've got nothing off the bench in central midfield though i'd say front no agree and so, uh, rest that... of the draw netherlands beat usa not surprised there dreadful usa side pretty pretty dreadful i mean three three defensive errors allowed um allowed Lou van Hal's mighty army to, to go through. I, I, I don't think much of this Netherlands side. To- they look, I agree,
1: Argentina. It, they do look like they're building a bit of momentum, though. Even though I don't think they're good, it feels like they're starting to believe in themselves a little bit. And I wouldn't
0: be massively shocked if they beat Argentina, because I don't think Argentina are that good either. They are not. So as we saw against Australia, they they nearly succumbed to Australia, hoofing it forward at the end there. And, uh, they threw the eight, I've forgotten his name now, the 18-year-old kid they threw on who had that great chance, right?
1: Garang, Garang something, who's coming to play for Newcastle. Suol,
0: Suol yeah, I, think, I Suol, think that's his name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know nothing about him, but he's coming to Europe, is he, in January? He's coming to Newcastle. Right, oh, that's right, yeah.
1: Watching the Croatia game yesterday, they were talking about Valdiol before, And Alan Shearer, Rio says he thinks he's the best and the best defender in the tournament. And Shearer says, oh, he he looked good in red and black and white. And Gary Linker says, you say that every time there's a good player. And Shearer says, yeah, makes a change. Ah, Ha ha ha. Thinking it's not that funny, Alan. People, (laughs) this is is quite bad behaviour, actually. And your desire to watch your football team do well is not
0: important. He... He, he said, I think, right at the beginning, oh, it would make me think a little bit. I'll have a think about it, about the takeover, uh, Saudi's takeover. He probably did, and it lasted, lasted half a second, because you do the math. I'm, I have no doubt he's on the payroll somewhere as an ambassador. Uh, and, uh, and, and Newcastle are desperate for some success. They seem to think they deserve... Despite being a club that's never actually won anything in its history,
1: it's not. No one deserves shit. Like they do deserve not to be owned by Mike Ashley. I will, and they do deserve not to be owned by Saudi as well.
0: Yes, yes. There, While we're on the subject, Mike Ashley's Fraser Group retailer has bought out the uh, the remnant stadium, which is actually owned by Wasps, who went into liquidation, and so they now own that, kicking Coventry City out. Nice, nice, yeah. nice stuff, Mike. You go, go and fuck up. And anyway, I don't expect another. Uh, that- well, I mean, they could be Argentina Netherlands. So it's just they probably know, won't enough team to be into the semi final.
1: Yeah, they probably won't, but they might. But yeah, I mean, it looks like
0: Brazil, Brazil, France, England look like the best teams. Probably and they've never actually won a knockout game in normal time, have they? So they just seem to be. <laughs> and Japan totally bottled the penalties. Totally bottled. The worst penalty shoot I've ever seen. I think like three absolute stinkers. United Sunderland in the League Cup
1: semi under Moyes was was there. That was some of the worst shit I've ever seen.
0: Anyway, I mean, it, it basically means we sh- we've got some good matchups in the the quarters, haven't we? I mean, Argentina, Netherlands, France, England, uh, Brazil play one of Portugal and Switzerland. And- no, Brazil playing Croatia, aren't they? Brazil playing Croatia, sorry, yeah, and Portugal, Switzerland playing Morocco, Spain. So um, there, there's like we're at least getting down to like pretty high quality for the quarters.
1: It should, yeah, like the games, the games from <laughs> the game, they, they, they should be better from here because most of the teams will try. Like England and France <coughs> will both try and score. Brazil, Croatia probably won't, but Brazil will. Argentina, Argentina and Netherlands could be horrible. Well,
0: we'll see. I mean, they. Netherlands Netherlands, they've still, it's still pass, 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 pass. Uh, and none of it's very vertical. Van Gaal was
1: laughing about Brazil yesterday. The reporter asked him if they, if he thought Brazil were good. And he, did he watch the game? do you think Brazil were good? And he just started laughing, saying they just played on the counter-attack because South Korea just kept attacking them all the time.
0: Well, I mean, it worked. <laughs> so, yeah, Netherlands will not do that. I don't think they'll try and. Re- I mean, one thing this Brazil side is is that it's not just on the counter attack; they're very good in possession. I mean, and and just incredible, like defensively, even though they play with this kind of weird inverted fullbacks, and one of them is a central defender, left footed central defender on the uh, right back. It means they give up hardly any shots. I mean, they did against South Korea because it was open, um, but uh, they, I, I think against the top teams, they're just they're going to be very good.
1: And they've got, they look the best team. They've got so many options.
0: So let's let's have a guesstimate on who's going to win some of these games. Who who do we see semi-final? I actually don't know the brackets. I don't know whether you've got it. I, I do. It's, um, yeah.
1: in, 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 I'm going to say
0: Argentina just. And they play, yeah, and they're going to play Brazil
1: or Brazil or Croatia. Argentina, the winners of Argentina, Holland is Brazil or Croatia, I think.
0: And the winners of England, France is Spain, Morocco, Portugal. Or... Yeah, hard to say who's going to go through. I, I, can't, I can't actually. You'd say Portugal had the better place than I'm going to go Portugal and England. They keep insisting on playing Ronaldo up front. But he then pissed off the manager, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Because he got substituted. He's amazing. Uh, just a, a remarkable, remarkable ability. Raging in against the dying of the light of his career. Um, so yeah, they'd be much better with Raphael La Lay out, who who reports have said United are interested in, which which is interesting. Although he comes off the left, I, yeah, it seems it seems unlikely
1: there would be him for that reason. That if we need a centre forward, which we do,
0: then buying another winger, particularly in, unless unless you're converting someone. Yeah, no, I've seen him play centrally. I just think he plays more often off the left. Uh, for... Yeah, I mean if if. He doesn't... I don't know. Is he big enough to play centre-forward
1: in our league? Don't know.
0: Good question.
1: But they're just... I was thinking about this today, and it's been the case for a while, that there are no fucking centre-forwards around. aren't any real proper ones. Kane, Benzema... Kane, Benzema and uh, Giroud. He's not. But he, he, yeah, but he, would, he wouldn't sign him. He happens to be... Play, and France... Uh, France Probably wouldn't be in the France team either if Benzema was fit, even if he is a better partner for Mbappe. Haaland and Lewandowski, and that is
0: basically it. Haaland Lev- Lewandowski. Haaland's the only one who's like under... Under thirty, right? Yeah, I can't remember how old Kane is, but the uh, it seems to be a dying breed. There, there's been a bit of discussion around like, is this is this the academy system that's killing off the number nine? Are they producing too many similar players? they all look the same inverted wingers and attacking
1: inverted wingers and attacking
0: midfield players. But it's
1: part. It maybe is partly that they're just becoming these all round footballers, but it's also a physical thing. There's a reason why some of these players who play wide attack aren't centre forwards. It's because physically they're not big enough. So people aren't getting smaller, they're getting bigger. So it doesn't it doesn't make perfect sense.
0: Yeah, I don't You're I not... don't know what the reason is, but there's like none. I mean Germany had Fulkrug who who's been playing I mean he's barely played a Bundesliga game. Uh, I think this is his first season in the Bundesliga, and he's nearly thirty. Uh, yeah, and, and so they're like diving into the. It's a bit like when England played Steve Bull in nineteen ninety,
1: right? He scored. I remember he scored against in Scotland in, in the Rafts Cup, but that was because he was just scoring so many goals that it, that it felt ridiculous. They couldn't, they couldn't leave him out.
0: But it's right. I mean, like none of the top teams have a real number nine now. In Brazil playing Richarlison, he plays wide for Spurs. Um, France, obviously, we discussed Argentina. Uh, sometimes Mat- Taylor, Taro, Mancinez, who is, but he didn't he
1: didn't start the last who is a center forward but he sort of made his name playing with big bad wrong and they were playing in the two so it was a bit different yeah. I felt a bit sorry for him I deleted my tweets taking the piss out of him because I felt
0: against Romelu Lukaku yeah like in that
1: game right? that cameo for the ages
0: <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. He missed four because he just. I guess was the first box, one I,
1: I thought was just funny because it was just a proper way that the kaku misses, where he hits it hard with the side of his foot in a really imprecise way, but makes sure it goes on target so the keeper fucks up or whatever it goes in. But by the time he was missing those ones at the end, I just was oh man. I actually kind of felt for him.
0: Yeah, I. I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fair enough not to want to start the pile on, but like everyone else is doing it. I didn't feel sorry for him when he was obviously distraught uh, and then destroyed the dugout, which was also quite amusing. So, proved he could get something on. I mean,
1: I always fear like Ole, Ole got a lot wrong, but he was bang on about the Kafka and bang on about Fellaini. that neither of them had any, had any place in a proper United team.
0: No, no, God, no! I mean, Fellaini was a very strange, very strange, very strange United signing. Lukaku, you could kind of understand because it's a you know, forward, and United needed a forward. But uh,
1: well, it was him or Murata, wasn't it, at the time? Because there weren't any centre forwards around. Again, that same issue: there aren't any centre forwards, and that was quite a few years ago now, 2017.
0: Yeah, yeah, 2016, summer, 2016, 2016 summer, that summer, yeah.
1: Because at the time, yeah. I remember, I thought, well, uh, I want Murata, not the Kaku, just because I know what the Kaku is and I know it's inadequate. Maybe Murata, I don't know as well, so maybe he's better, but he wasn't. I'm not sure he is. No, he isn't.
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> there's no real news on the the United front. United play Cadiz, Cadiz, Cadiz Cadif. tomorrow. <laughs> Jaden Sancho, I thought that was quite good news he's been sent off to do individual training yeah
1: because to me the thing with Sancho when I watch him is he's not in good enough shape and I'm not quite, he's, I'm not he's not fat really what I mean is that he's not he's quite a big unit he's not yeah there's that but he's also he should be a bit he's not strong enough and he could I think with some with the right training he'd probably get faster as well and more explosive because he's not slow but his acceleration is not good enough and he's got a problem. If you I mean,
0: clearly, 18 months in, and we haven't seen enough from him.
1: But not even that. There just there are there are three people that can play his position, and two of them are playing really well. Yeah, and two of them are playing really well. So if he doesn't, if something doesn't improve, then he's not going to be in the team, and he's going to get sold. But to me, he's not someone who necessarily needs match practice, and that his feel for the game is lovely. But he does need proper strength and conditioning.
0: Yeah, I, it'd be really disappointing if he doesn't make it. And I don't think it's anything to do with the Bundesliga attacks. I do think it's, a, it's something about the intensity uh, that's a, a problem. But as a, at Dortmund, his numbers were outstanding. He played in this kind of wide number 10, I'd say, more than winger. A lot of people didn't understand the kind of player he was. Um, He's he still, even now, even for being crap, uh, on the kind of attacking passing metrics is second only to Bruno, right? So he's still pretty key to United's build-up play, even when he's not playing very well. And the kind of play he could be, United can use, but he's just um he's he's not been able to do it. And and if sending him off to get fitter, stronger, faster, if that's what it is, sharper yeah. is the thing that that Ten Hag has identified. Then I'm you know I I. I I'd back Tenhaar's judgment. I, I have no idea what kind of team will be out. I, I saw Aaron ryan Bissaka was training, so he's, it doesn't look like he's being sold yet. Um, obviously, Garnacho was there and a few of the others that didn't make um David De Gea, who Spain could probably do with. It's kind of weird. The United are playing friendlies while the World Cup's going on, but and we'll see what kind of squad we get. It's, it's good when a few of them go out, I'd say. Been- Next
1: round, but... Who? How did United manage to not sign Bellingham? In that, Dortmund oh, they, got they him. They showed
0: him around Carrington, and he was deeply unimpressed. I don't know. No, I other think other what happened with I Bellingham. I so.
1: thought what happened with Bellingham was that Dortmund guaranteed him more United. And who was United? Who was United central midfield at the time? Matic? I just felt like Haaland's different, probably because Harlan's basically able to plan his career. Because he's someone again who's always known he's that good. How no one else was in for him when he went to Dortmund, apart from United, i have not a clue. And Bellingham is that good, but it's not quite the same thing because he's not a striker. So, who, which kind of every team would want and need. But I think it feels like to me that not getting Bellingham sounds feels like more of a ludicrous oversight.
0: I don't remember the story now, but I remember there being some kind of story about his dad, who I think is a policeman or an ex-policeman not being very impressed with what United had to offer for whatever reason. Um, So um, there there may be a bit more to the story, but yeah, for sure, United were interested. The fee was perfectly reasonable. fee was less than they paid paid for Ahmad Diallo, for example.
1: It just felt like, yeah, there would have been a number that would have made sure that he came and that should have been paid, whatever it took. He is clearly a whatever it Uh, takes. And it's now
0: not going to happen because... Bellingham will will I think rightly see his status as being higher than United right now.
1: Yeah, I mean he he has unbelievable confidence. Bellingham. Someone showed me a picture, not a picture. I talk. I saw a link on the internet today of someone saying they tried to take Pogba as a pivot and Bellingham and whatever, showing Pogba doing skills and stuff. And the and I said on that the point is not that Pogba's imagination and skill is better than Bellingham's. Really, the point should be: if Pogba had Bellingham's drive and intensity, he'd be one of the greatest players we've ever seen. And Bellingham has that confidence that he knows how good he is, but he's also prepared to throw everything at that talent. And it is he. I mean, his performance against against Senegal was a real, was a properly monstrous performance. There, he was just
0: he was uncontrollable. I fully agree. I think he's going to be. I mean. The plaudits are all there. People, the Foden said, it looks like he's going to be one of the best midfielders in the world. And I think that is all fair. I mean, he doesn't—he doesn't have the passing range of Pogba. We're making unfair comparisons, but the drives, the intensity, Or well, the imagination of Pogba or the footwork, but but it's—it doesn't matter.
1: And yeah, because it's not most of the time in a game. Even even people that have Pogba's imagination and ability on the ball pick holes and most of the time that isn't what you're doing you're most of the time you're trying to get into a position from which you can do that stuff and bellingham will get his team
0: unless you're bruno because 90 percent of the time you're you're playing the killer pass but yeah no bellingham gets into the positions and he started scoring goals this season and he's got 12 for dortmund he there's 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 a question of like what what is his role in and in what system brian robson because he's not he's yeah in, it's the sort he's of that. what you'd call an eight right a midfielder a great defensive great well, what
1: we used to call midfielders
0: <laughs> yeah i know but it's 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 different these but, days but so you and mourinho a agree on that one yeah but, but yeah he can do he can do everything
1: but you wouldn't want to limit him to any one thing because he can do everything really well and you and he, he's giving a team drive and tempo
0: yeah, it's actually a point that uh, Gareth Southgate made after England's game that he, he felt that Henderson being there meant that uh, Bellingham didn't have to worry about his uh, his sort of positional discipline, which was fair enough, even if Jordan Henderson is a funny running scouse bastard. so uh, Yeah, And um, I mean, yeah, Bellingham will... That oil money is just so tempting, isn't it? So, unless United are sold by then and uh, our new private equity backers won a splashy signing. But but City, city I've got the financial muscle for sure. And if you go
1: there, you know you're going to win stuff. I hate to say it, but if anywhere else is a punt. If you go to Liverpool, you may, you may not. Liverpool need a bit of a rebuild. They're not that close to winning stuff now. But you might trust Klopp if you were kind of consumed by his charisma. But United is a punt. City is not a punt. Very much. No. No. You- Go and play for Guardiola, and you will win stuff. And that's and like United might try and sell the idea of you you come and you're the leader of the team, and you'd be the captain or whatever, and it'll be all about you or blah blah blah. But they they said that to Pogba really, and it was lies. And much as we might say, and that's what I said about Pogba before, was that he does lack intensity and he does lack drive but also he was sold a pub. What they said was going to be the case was not the case. And they didn't then augment him with players of similar quality at all. And then they also spaffed a lot of money on players that weren't good enough. And he basically ended up wasting the best years
0: of his career at United, partly his fault, but also significantly United's fault too. David De Gea might have the same thoughts, I guess. One broken fax machine away from winning several European Cups in Real Madrid, I guess. Um United are going to have to build from a different base. Clearly, you know, the the elite of the elite are not coming at the moment. Uh, it's not like United can outbid everyone uh, and don't have a good story. So until until they can tell a good story, uh, the club is not going to attract the very best players. But we have bought we, we yeah, but we have bought good players this summer. So I'm not I'm not too I'm, I'm not in
1: general, I'm not worried about that in general. I'm just it's just in this very specific case. We've seen Haaland and we're going to see Bellingham who are going to be world beaters going to other places, probably in the same division as us. And otherwise, in general, don't really... In, didn't, when Fergie was manager, tended to not really care too much at all because he just knew that it really didn't matter ultimately most of the time because we have Fergie. And there might be Aaron Ramsey decides he wants to go to Arsenal. All right, let's go on. How did that, that go? Or whatever. Or there might be players who had a choice. Harry Kuehl. United tried to sign, he went to Liverpool. All right, nice, well done. But
0: at this point... He said at the time that he felt United were on the way down.
1: <laughs> it was weird, actually, how crap he suddenly got when he went there because he was brilliant at Leeds and then he was rubbish. But, it's, it, and he, but even now, United are able to sign players of, of requisite quality, I think, but it's just those extra special players... Who can go anywhere that they decide will not go to United because they're just too good for that at the moment, and that's something that you hope will change. But doesn't even necessarily need to change United to get good enough because Klopp never really had it; he just he just made it work. And but yeah, we're not going to be able to sign those players who are kind of universally agreed
0: are the best because they'll they'll have options. All right, let's. I guess we will leave it there. We'll all be watching United versus Cadiz. Tomorrow, won't we? Can we? Can we even watch that one? Is it behind closed? Well, there is no football tomorrow, is there? If there, is it?
1: Is there not? There is no football tomorrow, so we should watch United and Cardiff now. Yeah, tomorrow. So I'm going to find. I'm going to find out where that is on. And um... you'll be on mutv TV, definitely. Where else would it be? You're home for every United game you don't really want to watch.
0: Yeah, that's that's right. Good stuff. Please.